This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Honey. Now let's get the apologies out of the way at the very beginning of this video because we are sorry that we have to continue covering NFTs and we know that the very mention of these outrageous digital tokens causes you to roll your eyes and sigh with disgust. But like it or not, the mainstream adoption, nay, exploitation of this hot new product has forced an unimaginable amount of very dumb news and ridiculous use cases that we simply cannot ignore because they are currently, unfortunately, shaping the digital landscape in a way that makes all of these companies look incredibly stupid. And it's very fun to point out when these things fail. And also when they're pitched with a, a certain type of energy that can only be described as, we have no idea what we're doing, but people are paying thousands for something that costs us absolutely no effort to create. We'd be fools not to. Exactly. So yes, we are sorry, but when McDonald's tries to jump into the NFT space, then ends up inadvertently endorsing racial slurs, or when Ubisoft makes users play 600 plus hours of an otherwise dead game for the opportunity to own a stupid helmet, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. guys. I, I, see, I see your comments, your complaints. Uh, some of you are straight up saying you're skipping the NFT stuff, but that's the news. It's the, we don't we we don't make the news. <laughs> we, we just, just report. We on just it. we read it and tell you about it. Uh huh. But so, so let's start with that first story because uh, yeah, you heard that right. And as you may or may not be aware, McDonald's they jumped into the NFT space recently with a promotion that coincided with the limited time release of the McRib. For the unaware. The McRib is essentially the fast food version of an NFT. It's a bastardized version of a real rib sandwich. And McDonald's only releases it during select windows of time, thus creating false scarcity. It is the most NFT food there might be in existence. Yeah, and those windows of time are just whenever the price of pork, uh, bulk orders of uh, raw pork are yes. at their lowest. And if you uh, are on TikTok for any uh, length of time, you will see a behind the scenes video of how yeah. the uh, McRib is made and it is an abomination. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's basically, it's just McDonald's buying the dip, essentially. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> on uh, pork meat. But what better food item than the McRib uh, to launch with an NFT paired with it? And that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. uh, from McDonald's press release last month, for the first time in the US, McDonald's is creating a limited number of NFTs in celebration of the McRib's 40th anniversary. For those new to the world of NFTs, like us, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> they are non-fungible tokens, unique pieces of virtual art that can't be duplicated. Our McRib NFTs are digital versions of the fan favorite sandwich, almost as saucy as the McRib itself. And we're giving them away to a few lucky fans on Twitter beginning November 1st. Basically, they ran a, a contest and some lucky winners got the McRib NFT as a prize. Simple as that. Yeah. McDonald's mm. gets to promote the return of their McRib sandwich, and they also get to step foot into the NFT space because every goddamn company seems like they're currently forced at gunpoint to develop NFTs. Would that it were so simple, though. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, the, the, uh, the gunpoint is uh, CEOs not getting their bonuses at the end of the year if they don't mention or uh, put NFTs into something. Yeah. Uh, be real shame if you went home this holiday with nothing. Uh, but what apparently happened to McDonald's is uh, they sent out a test transaction of the NFT to make sure that everything worked before they deployed all of the NFTs to the respective winners. You gotta make sure this works, right? Yeah, the blockchain so, is forever. So the test NFT transaction contained binary input data that when encoded to the readable UTF-8 on Etherscan displayed the following racist messaging. Ayo, N-word, gives me some of dat McRib. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah, that's horrific. And that is on the fucking blockchain forever. 
and it is tied to the biggest fast food chain in the world. Incredible stuff. Yeah, they're freaking. They're down at McDonald's HQ. They're like, well, how do we how do we erase that? Uh, we can't. What do you mean? I thought you said there was advantages to this. This seems like a huge disadvantage. You said it was going to be a dump truck full of money backed up to the uh, McDonald's HQ. Got a, a racist PR nightmare on our hands. And forever, too. <laughs> this is it's attached to their always, name. Like, hundred... Let, let's be honest. Are these things really going to... Who knows? Are they even going to exist a hundred years from now? Depends who you ask. But uh, if, if presumably, the blockchain is still running in the year 2121... You'll be able the to... The 100th anniversary of the McRib NFT? This would be like a, a Babe Ruth baseball card that just happened to have, like, the N-word yeah. hid, hidden in the image. Babe Ruth signed it and put a swastika next to it. Yeah. Name. So, yeah, according to outlets like Coindesk and a now-deleted Twitter thread exposing the hidden message, the data either came from someone actually working on the project at McDonald's since it was included on the first test transaction of the NFT, or the more likely scenario... Someone watched the McDonald's blockchain wallet, waiting for activity, ready to pounce and troll the company with the offensive language. Uh, from their reporting, the digital trail appeared to show that McDonald's official Twitter account is directly linked to the Ethereum blockchain transaction containing the slur. While it would seem that someone with foreknowledge of the account wrote and posted it prior to the creation of the NFTs, there was a nearly five-hour interval between the time of McDonald's tweet and that first transaction. It was possible to work one's way from the tweet to the contract. It's possible that a troll completely unaffiliated with McDonald's or the creator of the NFT found the contract and posted the offensive transaction without anyone else being the wiser. Mm. So they go on to explain that knowing the wallet address to McDonald's and then just keeping an eye on that for any activity would have been the way to go. A nefarious user could then add hexadecimal data to the transaction. Do I understand any of this? Not really. But so well, basically, here's what happens. Yeah. You look at the you look at the transaction on EtherScan, and then there's a uh, there's like a hexadecimal code, and there's translations you can do for that code, and you put it into what is it UTF-8, and that the phrase comes up. It is coded into a bunch of letters and numbers, I see. and when you decode it, that's the message, and it's all available on EtherScan forever because it was a blockchain transaction. All that's right, the well. simple way of uh, describing it. Sounds like a pretty clear-cut example of why companies should be a lot more careful when immediately jumping into the NFT space. For those who don't know a lot about NFTs, like us, uh, McDonald's, um, uh -huh. here's a little starter. Also, please don't troll us. So as for McDonald's, they released a statement to Coindesk, which read, This is deeply offensive language, and it has no place at McDonald's or in association with our brand. We do not believe and have found no evidence to suggest that this hidden message originated from within the company or one of our partners. But as we continue to investigate, we will take appropriate action and we'll be carefully evaluating any future NFT programs. <laughs> this bad actor is using the McDonald's brand to promote a deplorable message that is wholly inconsistent with our values, which is unacceptable. Uh, they also add that, quote, those who are familiar with this space will know that once the address for a crypto wallet where NFTs are stored is public, which McDonald's address was before this incident occurred, anyone can initiate a transfer to that account. Those transfers can include encrypted messages that are extremely difficult to regulate or trace. And they ended their statement with, while there is so much excitement and hope for emerging spaces such as crypto, it is tremendously disappointing to see the platform used in this way. So I think this might be the first and last time McDonald's uh, tries something like this? Maybe. I guess we'll see. Maybe it's just the beginning. You gotta break a few eggs. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes those eggs are racist. Yeah. But they make a delicious Egg McMuffin, mm -hmm. which you can get 24 hours a day. Now. That's right. We said fuck it. You can get breakfast all day. But on the topic of absurd deployments of blockchain-backed goods as a way to cash in on a hot trend, 
Ubisoft officially entered the NFT space this month when they debuted their new blockchain-backed platform, Quartz. That would be home to their brand of in-game NFTs called Digits. Uh, we spoke last week about how the reception to their announcement was so overwhelmingly negative that they delisted their promotional videos after receiving a 95% dislike ratio on YouTube amidst an endless sea of negative comments across all social media platforms from anyone whose profile picture isn't a cartoon animal. Uh, the first of their NFT releases, releases however, uh, it seemed, look, in all things considered, seemed reasonable enough. It was free. All you had to do was have, have reached level five in Ghost Recon Breakpoint and then claim the token before they ran out. Level five, maybe an hour of work. So there you go. The real money for Ubisoft in this experiment would have come and will come from the sales on the secondary market, which they will receive a portion of every single time. But that was just the first of three announced items, and their promotional material stated that the next two would be for only the most dedicated Breakpoint fans. All the dozens of you that Calling are Calling all hardcore Breakpoint fans. Yeah. And we have just found out how much of a breakhead or a clancy bro you'll need to be in order to receive Ubisoft's NFT helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so in order to claim the wolf-enhanced NFT helmet, you will have to have played over 600 hours of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is an absurd amount of time played for a game that absolutely does not necessitate that amount of gameplay, nor is it compelling enough to exist as a game that is constantly played in that way. That's fucking insane. Yeah, like maybe a, you know a game like Warcraft or Guild Wars yeah. or like... I'm trying to think of any other game that I come close, like Binding of Isaac. Uh, not only, any, even Division. I doubt that I have hundreds, like two hundred hours. Yeah, the only games I have I've logged those kinds of hours on are stuff like Civilization. Yeah, where I'm just sort of playing it and watching videos and stuff. But like the their most replayable, livable, living game, like game as a service or whatever you want to call it, is probably Division. Mm -hmm. And I was really into those games. And there's no way I got anywhere close to this. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, look, I guess there's a lot of sickos out there who are putting a cumulative 25 days worth of playtime <laughs> into this fucking title. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're probably going to get these and sell them to some other sicko, some other freak, <laughs> for an absurd amount of money. Because now, alongside false scarcity, there's a labor aspect to earning something that's limited. Uh, here's Kotaku with more. The Wolf Enhanced Helmet is a new NFT item for Ghost Recon Breakpoint that Ubisoft just launched today as part of the company's ongoing experiment with the blockchain. The publisher isn't selling these digital items, but instead giving them away for free to qualifying players. In this case, to get this digit, Ubisoft's term for these NFT in-game items, you need to have played over 600 hours of mediocre <laughs> open-world shooter Ghost Recon Breakpoint. <laughs> this terrible nightmare scenario, asking someone to play 25 days of Ghost Recon to get a stupid-looking NFT helmet, is part of Ubisoft Quartz, an NFT initiative that allows people to buy artificially scarce digital items using cryptocurrency. Um, I do love that like even Kotaku is like, this is the dumbest shit we've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, now look, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm at least a little bit curious as to whether or not all 250 of the available NFTs in this drop will even get claimed. Th uh, look, they probably will, but it, it'll still surprise me because there's a limited time window where you can claim it. And the limited time window is only like, say that you really wanted this and you were like, I'm gonna play for 25 days straight and never sleep, you can't. It's like a hundred something hours that it's even available for. So you'd have to already have yeah. 
500 hours played to even attempt to push it over the le the edge or actually have already had over 600 hours. So this is a very interesting case study. Yeah. The results of which will be fascinating. But there's uh you know they say they're they're eco-friendly because they're they're powered by the renewable energy of Tom Clancy turning over in his grave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember who I saw posted that, but Oh okay, it okay. It's good. Not I'm, I'm a joke thief. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're a, you're a joke thief. You're basically fuck Jerry. But also, you, the, you, Ubisoft with this promotion is not considering the uh, environmental toll that running an Xbox or a PC for 600 plus hours on one game would do. Yeah, it's basically like mining Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, there is, of course, there's a very strange Venn diagram of people who are, are on one side even aware of this promotion and somehow still in the middle from the other side of having 600 hours of gameplay in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah. It's a weird sliver that exists. Um, anyways, they are uh, doing a uh, digital pants giveaway next. So <laughs> we can't wait to see who gets those. Digital pants. Yes. Oh, my God. You don't God. understand? You they have your serial number on them, though. For, like, 600 hours, like, they should give you... It's a helmet a for the 600 hours. A full-on fucking skin. But, yeah, what I'm... Do you... I don't think it's, they're going to make the pants any easier to get than the helmet. If you play 600 hours of a game, you should get, like, every go Dom Clancy game for free. Yeah, you should get, like, company stock. <laughs> you are single-handedly supporting this company. <laughs> you should get stock options. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, if for some reason you do get your hands on a limited edition pair of fucking pants or a helmet with a serial number on it, you might want to double-check your listing before it goes live because one hilariously depressing cautionary tale played out over the weekend involving those those dang bored apes and their dang yacht club. Uh-huh. So someone trying to offload an offensively valuable ape accidentally put a decimal in the wrong place, which cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential profits. Whoops. Here's the story from CNET. Board Ape Yacht Club. Someone accidentally sold a $300,000 NFT for $3,000. Oh, no. In Saturday's case, the cause was a simple, devastating fat finger error. <laughs> That's when people make a trade online for the wrong thing or for the wrong amount. Here, the owner, real name Max or username MaxNot, meant to list his board ape for 75 Ether or around $300,000, but accidentally listed it for 0.75. One hundredth the intended <laughs> price. Ouch. Ooh. The reporting continues. It was bought instantaneously. The buyer paid an extra $34,000 to speed up the transaction, ensuring that no one could snap it up before them. The bored ape was then promptly listed for $248,000. The transaction appears to have been done by a bot, which can be coded to immediately buy NFTs listed below a certain price on behalf of their owners in order to take advantage of these exact situations. Uh, and they include a statement from the, uh, who I imagine very sad seller, um, which read, How'd it happen? A lapse of concentration, I guess. I list a lot of items every day and just wasn't paying attention properly. I instantly saw the error as my finger clicked the mouse, but a bot sent a transaction with over 8 ETH, $34,000 worth of gas fees, so it was instantly sniped before I could click cancel. And just like that, $250,000 was gone. But hey, that's the blockchain, baby. You absolutely hate to see it, right? Uh, anyway, and now he's kicked out of the Discord. <laughs> you have to leave! Turn in your board ape hat and sweatshirt. And please remove your profile picture from yeah. all social media platforms. Yeah, that is not your ape anymore. There's going to be like, there, there has to be a business in NFT policing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we like, should start that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't want any part in that.
All cops are bastards, especially the NFT police. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we do have some non-NFT, non-non-fungible news for you. Yeah. In addition to also some more NFT news. <laughs> but... But, but uh, it's, this episode is chocked full. Yeah. Oops. All NFTs. Yeah. But first, let's thank today's sponsor really quick, because if you accidentally sold a digital ape for a fraction of its worth, you might be looking to save some money right now. <laughs> uh, and luckily, today's sponsor helps you do that. It's Honey. We all shop online. We've all seen the promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. Uh, of course, everyone's been shopping for uh, Christmas presents. I yeah. assume I've done the same and I've had uh, multiple transactions uh, for various family members that resulted in discounts of 10% off, 15% off. Pretty much off. everything's on sale, especially, yeah. especially right now when uh, there's no guarantees. For well, holiday delivery. And also, like, at the very least, uh, I will always find, like, some free shipping code or something like that. Uh, yeah. It ends up being very beneficial. So uh, it works. We've used it a bunch, and uh, it's pretty great. Honey's found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free. It installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We'd never recommend something we don't use. So get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash IT daily or click the link in the description below. That is joinhoney.com slash IT daily. All right, back to the news. And before we leave the NFT news behind for today, it's probably good to let everyone breathe a sigh of relief by knowing that not every single celebrity is on board with the whole NFT thing because of all people, Keanu Reeves thinks that they are silly. Mm -hmm. Finally, a voice of reason and one that the internet loves and trusts comes out against NFTs or at the very least enjoys making them look like a joke yes. because to him they are. Yeah. So during a recent interview with The Verge for the upcoming Matrix movie, uh, the journalist brings up an NFT release for the film that was incredibly successful. He asks what Reeves thinks of these digital goods that cannot be copied. When Keanu interrupts him and says, That are easily reproduced. <laughs> well, but they're not the same. Yeah, so basically he interrupts He's him. He's a right clicker. Yeah, that, that's the thing. He's like, you could reproduce these, no problem. Right click. He's like, you know, you can't reproduce these. Like, yes, you can. Ha ha ha. <laughs> but it's not the same. Uh, and then they quickly uh, changed the topic. Yeah. But, but not before his co-star is like, do we get any money from those NFTs? Yeah. And of course they don't. No. Um, but while Keanu Reeves is uh, mocking the ability to right-click, save as blockchain tokens, another figure in the entertainment industry is dedicating their next game to it. Ah. Uh... Peter Molyneux, oh. who was a prolific game designer in the 1990s and then went on to create Fable, yet hasn't been able to replicate that success in well over a decade, uh, he is developing a game based entirely on the blockchain and featuring NFTs. And, and this is a whole lot more depraved than simply creating a digital cosmetic item and calling it non-fungible. Uh, the entirety of this new game is based on the business of blockchain. Uh, he announced it at a crypto gaming convention in Las Vegas this past weekend. Uh, to, Miami and Las Vegas are, if they weren't insufferable already, just the worst places. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's uh, the explanation about this from the game's website. Launching in 2022 from Peter Molyneux and 22 Cans comes an innovative new game that pushes the boundaries of blockchain gaming, the first ever blockchain business sim, Legacy. 
Legacy is a creative entrepreneur's dream come true, an opportunity for players to build their very own business, designing their very own products from a huge array of possibilities as they create a business empire the likes of which the world has never seen. Build a successful business to expand your empire, invent better products and produce them faster, carving your little, <laughs> carving your small town into a colossal and thriving industrial city in the pursuit of winning competitions and earning real money from your gameplay, all while enjoying legacy. Owning a land NFT allows you to start your in your own in-game blockchain business association in legacy. <laughs> You'll be able to play legacy while earning and owning your gameplay. Crucially, as a business association owner, you will have access to legacy keys. These items can be lent to other people who want to start an in-game business in legacy, making them your in-game business partners. As part of your association, they will share a portion of their earned legacy coin with you. Listen, I say this as someone whose taste in games has very much, the games I play now are basically just a job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're business like, simulators? Yeah, they're not. Like Civ. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, they're just work. It's yeah. like uh, mentally taxing. Uh, <laughs> this does not appeal to me at all. This, but you can make real money by... This uh, sounds like a fucking job. But this is also, like, at its core, because if people are getting paid creating whatever business this is in this, what seems to be some gaming metaverse, uh, where do you think a portion of all of that money is going? Straight to the top. This is like Pyramid Scheme the game. Straight to Peter Molyneux's pockets. Yes. A man who probably doesn't need it. No, I would, I, unless he's been real bad with his money. money. <laughs> I mean, it's been Most a while. Positive. Although he did like sell Fable entirely to Microsoft, so I don't know. I don't know the business line of it. This sounds like uh, this sounds very bad. Yeah, I, well, it doesn't sound like a fun game at the at base level. No, no. Yeah, it's like I'm. Re I'm just like, fuck, man. That's just where's the where's the fun in this? It sounds like a job. Yeah, and it literally is a job. It is a job, sort of. Yeah. But if you think the hyper-monetization and exploitation of essentially pointless digital assets is hell on earth, let us introduce you to how America treats one of its most important human assets. Oh my God, this is so upsetting. Teachers. Now we're all aware, if you watch this show at least, maybe uh, other people in your orbit aren't aware, but uh, we're all aware of the fact that teaching has become very quickly one of the most undesirable jobs in America. They are underpaid, underappreciated, and deal with a hell of a lot more than just the impossible task of inspiring generations of students to actually learn something. Uh, there's uh, the shootings, uh, the bullying, the general chaos in the classroom, uh, children that they have to deal with who come from broken homes, uh, and the jaw-dropping lack of budget in public schools, which lead to recurring stories about teachers having to come out of their own pocket for school uh, supplies. Yeah, like, you, on, one of the only ways to actually afford being a teacher in a major city in this country is to have a spouse that earns enough to, like, cover the difference. Yeah, and buy supplies for your entire classroom. Yeah. Uh, well, one town in South Dakota found a way to fix that last part by throwing a bunch of money on the ground and having everyone cheer on a bunch of teachers as they frantically try to gather it up so they can use it for the sole purpose of buying things for their classrooms. Literal dystopian sicko shit. At a junior hockey game in Sioux Falls, South Dakota on Saturday night, $5,000 in $1 bills was dumped onto a carpet in the middle of the ice as 10 local teachers readied themselves to shovel up as much of it as they could. When the competition began, the teachers, all wearing hockey helmets, crawled into the big pile of cash, frantically stuffing the bills into their shirts as an arena of spectators hollered and cheered until every dollar was snatched up. 
A clip of the event went viral over the weekend and had amassed more than 7.7 .7 million views on Twitter as of early Monday. Critics said the image of teachers on their hands and knees scrambling for low-denomination bills was dehumanizing and even dystopian, especially as teachers are paid relatively small salaries in South Dakota and nationwide. Some compared the spectacle to the popular Netflix series Squid Game, in which the show's characters compete in deadly games to win a giant piggy bank full of cash. <sighs> The reporting continues, State Senator Reynold Nasiba, a Democrat who represents a portion of Sioux Falls, said that while the competition was probably well-intentioned, it ended up being a terrible image. Quote, teachers should never have to go through something like this to be able to get the resources they need to meet the basic educational needs of our students, whether it's here in Sioux Falls or anywhere else in the United States, he said. The event was billed as an opportunity for teachers to gather money for their classroom needs, KELO reported. Schools had to apply for the competition, and teachers had to explain how they would use the money they won, Stampede President Jim Olander told the station. In the end, Barry Longden, a teacher at a local high school, snatched the most cash, $616, the Argus leader reported. He said he would put his winnings towards an esports program he runs for students. Cool. Right. Alexandria Kuiper, a fifth grade teacher, managed to grab $592. She said she will use the money on treats and decorations for her classroom. Other teachers said they'd use their winnings on flexible seating, standing desks, and document cameras to upload lessons online, the paper reported. For fuck's sake, these people are fighting over $500 to help their, their students and their classrooms, especially like an esports program. Like you might joke about that. Like, like a Republican would be like, Oh, to play video games? And it's like, no, you're creating a community with, with your students and a sense of com camaraderie. Schools have sports programs. Yeah, exactly. There's right. a million reasons why that's a good idea. But yeah. also, document scanning for online classes, iPads and standing desks and, and anything like that. I don't even care what it is. As long as it's beneficial to the classroom, you shouldn't have to fight over a couple hundred dollars to yeah. make it a possibility in front of cheering fans who, who see it as like a, a carnival sideshow. Yeah. For fuck's sake, just fucking supply our schools and teachers with the necessary funds instead of blindly approving billions of dollars for the military every year. Almost a trillion dollars this year in their budget. This is like one of those stories that you read about how a Make-A-Wish kid uses uh, his wish to feed the homeless or how employees pool together they, their vacation days and give them to someone who needs time off for cancer treatment. Like, this is the shit that's, like, portrayed yeah. as uplifting, but is actually incredibly sad. Heartwarming. These ten teachers d absolutely debased themselves on their hands and knees in front of a hollering and hooting drunk crowd of hockey fans to scrounge up $1 bills. <laughs> to benefit their students' livelihoods. <laughs> that's not even for themselves. Yeah, for, for their, their students. For their job. It's, like, this is one of the most maddening uh, stories. God. Anyway, uh. Uh, looks like things aren't getting any better, at least politically, because... What appeared to be good news at first, Dr. Oz is ending his show after 13 seasons. Ended up being terrible news upon further reading. Dr. Oz is ending his show after 13 seasons so he can run for U.S. Senate. No! No! <laughs> no. And knowing this country, he'll probably win in a landslide. Yeah. Uh, here's CNN with more. The announcement comes as the show's host, Dr. Mehmet Oz, runs as a Republican for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania. And uh, look, for us, Dr. Ross has always been a weirdo who dabbles in a hell of a lot of pseudoscience for someone who was given national legitimacy by Oprah Winfrey. But CNN's reporting continues, adding that he has become even more polarizing recently, if yeah. you believe it. Uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. 
During the pandemic, Oz has morphed into a more polarizing figure. His commentary on the coronavirus, which often took place on the right-wing channel Fox News, was applauded by Republicans, but it turned off others and at times was criticized by the medical community. Early on in the pandemic, for instance, Oz talked up the anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine as a way to treat the coronavirus, despite the lack of firm scientific evidence that it is an effective treatment. In his opening campaign video, Oz said that politicians responded incorrectly to the pandemic. Oz argued that such politicians took away our freedom without making us safer. Oz, who is an advocate of alternative medicines and treatments, has been skewered by the medical community for years. In 2015, a group of physicians wrote Columbia University saying they were dismayed Oz was a member of the school's faculty. And in 2014, Oz was scolded by senators during a congressional hearing over his promotion of weight loss products on his television show. Each time, he has defended himself. In 2015, Oz said he provides the public, quote, information that will help them on their path to be their best selves and provides, quote, multiple points of views and contended that doesn't sit well sometimes with certain agendas which distort the facts. So sounds like he is right up the Republican Party's alley and will safely slide into the Senate over in Pennsylvania. This is all Oprah's fault. You know a lot of bad things are Oprah's fault? Yeah. 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 A lot of good things. A lot of great things. But like when she released things. bees on a unsuspecting yeah. crowd. Bees! But uh, she, <laughs> there's at least like three or four yeah. uh, people that she gave a national spotlight to that have uh, done irreparable harm to the country. Yes. Yeah, she, she's a weird magnet for these like power-hungry... Uh types. Well, she, I, what I assume is that she, like a lot of uh, Americans, uh, loves uh, an easy answer and easy solutions that uh, are attainable yeah. and sound really, really good coming from a snake oil salesman, but mm. uh, have little to no bearing at all in the real world. Yeah. So well, that's people exciting. take advantage of her. Senator Oz, the senator from Pennsylvania. He should run in Kansas. Because <laughs> that's where Wizard of Oz takes yeah, place. Yeah. A Christmas movie, mm-hmm. I think. Anyways, yeah. that's it for that's it for today's news. Please, if you haven't already, make sure you watch our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News right over there. And of course, we have another episode of News Dump for you to check out. Watch both of those. Subscribe to the channel. Like the videos. And uh, this is uh, the last week for uh, a while. So stay tuned. We have a couple more episodes coming out. And then we are going on Christmas vacation. Yep. Yes. Yep. As, as should you. Yeah. That's all. I think we need a break. I think we all need a break. So enjoy. Watch those videos right there. They're on the screen now, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.